are a church that is open to everyone. No matter where people come from and regardless of their history, here everyone finds a home. The needs of our society compel us to compassionate action. We are known for our generosity, lending a helping hand and not turning our backs. We are a compassionate church that gives our very best for God. message is fearless come on we are fearless right especially Swiss people we are fearless international people they are super fearless come on and I love uh, this title we speak about church the next uh, few weeks and I want to start with a funny, funny story I heard. There was a guy, he invited his best friend to church. And all of a sudden, during church celebration, he lights a cigar. And he was shocked. He was smoking a cigar during church celebration. And the guy said, I was so shocked that my best friend is smoking a cigar. I always dropped my beer in my hand. <laughs> I know it's a cool international joke. Um, because here's the thing, church is not perfect. Unfortunately, if you're looking for a perfect church, the moment you enter the church, you destroy church. <laughs> Can I hear an amen? You know, why, you know why I know that? Because you're not perfect. I'm not perfect either. That means church is a bunch of imperfect people gathering, but we worship a perfect God. And that's the cool thing about church. Imperfect people gathering, but we worship and praising a perfect God in heaven. You know, when we started our church, we thought about the, the blueprint of God because the first church was invented by God in the book of Acts. And for us, it's very important as a leadership team, we just thought about it. what was the structure of the first church, what was the blueprint of the first church. And every uh, vision statement or dream sentence and even the logo is actually out of the Bible. And we uh, invented like a very simple graphic and we use this all the time. And this graphic is just an explanation about the first church in the book of Acts. You can see like the, the first church, they had some meetings called big. They gathered in the temple like a big gathering. And every day they met also small, like in houses. They took the Lord's Supper together. They prayed together. Uh, they, were, they were living together their Christianity, like big and small. Sometimes people believe big is good, small is good. You need always both. Big alone is boring. Small anyhow alone is boring too. That's a no-brainer. And then the second thing, they were under the teaching of the apostles. They had a lot of input. Can you imagine? They were under the teaching only of an apostle. What would happen if you are only under my teaching? <laughs> I think the world will be safe. Maybe. And they had also a lot of output. They served their community. Uh, science and miracle took place. And a lot of output was there. 
And when you see this graphic, it's actually for us, the first church had input, output, big and small. We came out with a goal of our church, and you see the goal of our church on a big screen. And I just thought, what will happen if we read this together? Not, 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 not Pastor Leo with his perfect English, all together with a perfect English. Are you ready? I cannot read, and we read this um, with a lot of excitement. One, two, three. We exist to see people become more like and feel us change. Wow, amazing. I'm, I'm really whew, crazy, super. Give yourself your hand. <laughs> amazing. And here's the thing. Fearless. We change the world fearless. And I know a lot of people, we, we, we have a lot of fear. And I believe in our lives, sometimes we're living behind an unseen prison. Why I'm saying that? Because the moment you see Jesus Christ, your son fire, you go into your neighbors, to your friends, to your family, you explain about Christ. And often people are electing you. They're not, they're not receiving the message. And when I, when I received Christ, I told my mom about Jesus and said to me, Stop speaking about Jesus. And sometimes you're going back to a prison, a hidden prison, because you burned your finger a little bit when you preached the word of God, right? Some people said, stop speaking about Jesus. Or even some friends left you. Or even some people start to rumor about you. And this does something in your heart and your spirit. And all of a sudden we say, okay, I believe in Jesus. I'm super loud and super noisy in my small group in the church. But at my workplace, I'm smart and quiet. And this is actually the position that the devil looks for. He loves when we are quiet and say nothing again. And here's the thing. Peter in the Bible... He had also a moment like that. Because he was following Jesus Christ three and a half years. He was one of the closest three friends in the life of Christ. All the signs and miracles he saw. But the day when they captured Jesus, that night, the people were saying, Peter, you are one of the Jesus freaks. Are you a follower of Christ? And Peter said, Jesus? I never heard about him. I'm not following him on Facebook, on Instagram. I don't know Christ. Three times he denied Christ. Just think for a moment. Why? He was afraid they can kill me, put me to prison, and he was super afraid. Why am I saying that? Because the goal in Christianity is always, let's go out from the prison and be fearless again. Because the book of Acts starts with the same Peter. 40 days later, Peter was changed. He preaches the word of God without fear. And 3,000 people got saved. And also they're like, whoa, amazing. What's happened? In a chapter number three, they came to the temple too big, John and Peter. And there was a lame guy there. And Peter is saying, I don't have silver and gold, no Swiss francs, no euro, no US dollars. I have nothing in my pocket. Watch. He said, I know one guy. That name he denied 40 days before. And 40 days later he said, I know a guy. His name is Jesus Christ. Get up and be healed. And a miracle took place. 
Now I want to ask you a question. What happened in those 40 days? What could bring that change into the life of Peter? There's one small tiny detail, uh, small tiny detail, but life is always about detail. And you see here the moment they waited together in a room, and when the Spirit of God came, they were fearless. Here is the story. John, wake up. All of you. Mm. Wake. Come. What are we doing? We're praying. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. in those 40 days is the power of the Holy Spirit. When we seek the power of the Holy Spirit, we anointed with the Holy Spirit, we are not fearless anymore. We're going out and we spread the word of God because sometimes you're in the airport, you're in a train, you're in the school, and the Spirit of God speaks and say, pray for this dude, ask him about Jesus. We are not fearless anymore. And the Holy Spirit changed the life of Peter in a dramatic way. And that's the same in church. A church without the Holy Spirit is a big problem, actually. And here's the thing, when they healed the guy, you know what happened? They said to Peter, if you're going again and spread the word, and if you heal again, we will kill you. All of a sudden, when you spread the word, the devil is never quiet. Never, ever, ever, never, ever. I want to tell you two stories. When I, when I got saved, I was in a school, and I preached the word of God in my school to my friends. And my teacher said to me, stop preaching about Jesus Christ. Faith is a private thing. Have you ever heard that? Faith is a private thing? Really? Why? Because I don't get it. There's some people, they, they are selling some Tupperware. You know Tupperware? Tupperware parties? They are the biggest missionary on planet Earth. You could say, 
Stop Tupperware is a private thing. Or some people, they're inviting you to the yoga course. You could say, yoga is a private thing. Or some people, they're asking you to join a soccer fan group. I mean, come on, what's about to be a fan? Or some people, they want to have you in a Harley Davidson cl club. For that, you have to be ugly and you need a tattoo. Because about, about a Harley Davidson, they want to they wanna, they join the, the Harley Davidson gang. And they're not quiet. When, when people are super loud for soccer, for Harley, it's no big deal. But when you are speaking about Christ, often people say, shut up. That's right. And I said, devil, you cannot stop me. And I made a decision in my school. I will never stop and I'll preach the word of God. And because of that decision, I led in my school my three best friends to Jesus Christ. Amen. For them, they were super happy that I was not quiet. Another thing, for example, when... I played the very first time golf because uh, I'm a pastor working in a church uh, and all the staff members are Christians, have the Holy Spirit. It should be like that way. Um, that means you're working in a place where a lot of people are non-believers. And for me, like playing golf means I'm playing with three people that are not believing in Christ. And the very first time I said to God, the golf course is my mission field. The golf course, is, I spread the word. And the very first time when I played 18 holes, I, I preached the word of God to a guy and he said to me, stop speaking. Or I smash you the golf club straight in your face. And it's no coincidence, the moment I stood up, the devil knows exactly my point. And I thought, okay, then kill me with the golf club. Then I will be the first Swiss pastor who's killed by a golf club. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is no coincidence, the devil wants to stop me and say, no, I will not stop preaching the word of God. And because of that, the last 18 months, I led two people on the golf course to Jesus Christ. And that's the thing. The devil does everything in his power to say, go back to the prison like Peter and be quiet and say nothing. But when the Spirit of God is in us, we spread the word of God and we are the messenger on, 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 for Jesus. Point number one, do not be focused on fear. And I want to I read you a Bible text because it's super amazing how the first church prayed to God. When they came up to them and said, don't preach the word of God anymore, we put you to prison. All the people of God and Peter, they had a huge problem. And in Acts chapter 4, you can read how they start to pray. And you can, we can learn so many things. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they say, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. When people are saying to me, be quiet, I always feel like, oh, my soul, my ego is a little bit disappointed, you know? My rumor, my reputation, it's gone. Christianity means it's not about my ego. I lifting up my eyes and said, I don't want to be afraid of people. I want to be afraid of God. Because he is the first word and the last word and he's the one who judged my life. Don't be afraid about Donald Trump from Merkel or the Swiss leadership in parliament. Be afraid. There is a God in heaven who has the first and last word. You say the same thing in Hezekiah. This is a king in the Old Testament. Uh, some people wrote letters to him. They want to kill him. And he took all the letters, 
all the bad rumors and reputation about him. You know what he, what he did? He went into the temple. And all the letters he laid in the temple in front of God. As a God hear all the rumors, some people, they want to kill me. They want to stop the kingdom of God. And you can see in the Bible verse the same thing. The last line, you have made the heavens and the earth. It's the same thing again. He said, I'm not shocked about people. They cannot kill me. They're against me. But God, if I'm afraid, I'm afraid about you because you are holy. You have everything in your hand. This is the position when people are speaking negative about you. They stop laughing about you. Don't be afraid of people. Be afraid of the holy God in heaven. And they go on. And now comes maybe a very shocking statement in verse 25 and 26. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant of your father David. Why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth raises above the rulers bands together against the Lord and against his anointed one. You know what they're saying? They're not saying, oh God, we have a problem. They want to kill us. They don't like us anymore. You know what they said? God, you have a problem. Church is not about people. Leadership is not about people. The kingdom of God is not about ICF. It's about God. And he said, God, you have a problem. It's you, church. It's you, kingdom. It's your name. Come on, God, you have a problem. They're saying, God, verse 27, 28, the problem is even bigger than you think, God. They said, indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate meet together with the Gentiles, three groups, and the people of Israel in the city to conspire against your holy servant, Jesus. They're saying, God, your problem is gigantic. <laughs> Just, I want to say it to you, God, you have a problem. When people are laughing about me, I feel, oh, my ego, Leo Bicker, my name, reputation, oh, God, please help me, please redeem me. No. They never prayed like that. They said, oh, God, uh, your problem is gigantic. Verse 29. Now, Lord, consider their, their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. God, use us on your behalf to spread the word. God, if you need help, here we are. Use us. You know, that's fearless. And here is the thing. The moment you stand up and you spread the word of God, the devil will be never quiet. He will do everything in his power to stop us. The devil works always through people. He uses people, often your best friends, your mom, your dad, your colleagues. And they will say to you, are you believing Christ? How stupid are you? Or they start to laugh about you, spreading rumors about you. You're facing some trials. That's the moment, position yourself in the Acts chapter 4, verse 30. 
They prayed an amazing prayer. Please watch and learn. Stretch out your hands to heal and perform signs and wonders to the name of your holy servant, Jesus Christ. They were saying, we are not the tail. We are the head. We are not the victims. In us lives the victors, Jesus Christ. And the kingdom of God is not somewhere. It's in us and nothing on earth can stop us. Do you understand? They're so powerful. They position themselves and say, God is on our side. Nothing on planet earth can stop us. Now I want to teach you something very, 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 very important. You know, every time when Isaac is often in the newspaper, always negative, always, always. Every time when Isaac was in the news, in the television, or the magazine, or Instagram, or whatever, every time I prayed that prayer, every time I said, stretch out your hands, God. Heal, perform signs and wonders, and I will not accept that those rumors will destroy your church. And every time when I prayed this prayer, you know what happens? The church grew every time. Bad news is actually good news. It brings the church to growth. There was a season we had about five negatives, rumors in the magazine, like in five weeks. And I will never forget, I met this guy who wrote about ISAF in, the, in Zurich. And when he saw me, he changed the street. And then I changed the street too. I said, thank you so much. You wrote about ISAF, you wrote about me, you wrote about my wife, he's my wife, about my two kids, he's my two kids. And I said to him, thank you so much for your negative word he said why because of you our church has grown to more than 100 people the last month thank you so much go on spreading a negative word that's the moment i po po i position myself that's the prayer i'm not the tail i am not the victim christ lives in me and i will never accept negative rumors about my life Another story to explain this in a very practical way. We had a cleaning team many, many years ago. There were some people that had some social issues. We, can, um, we, we thought we can do something good. And I put 400 euros on, on the table because for vacation. And when the cleaning team came, the house was clean, but the money was gone. And I phoned to the, uh, to, to the, 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 the team and said, hey, you have stolen my money. Oh, no, 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 we haven't stolen the money. And they have actually stolen our money. And I thought to myself, come on, 400 euros, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. Then God teach me. He said, Leo, there's a difference between stealing and giving. If you're accepting a stealing spirit in your house, you will have a stealing spirit in your house. Don't accept that. And there was the moment God teach me, the Acts chapter 430. I said, okay, God, spread out your hands. Heal. Perform signs and wonders to the holy name. God, I will not accept that those people have stolen 400 euros. God, I want to have back. That night we drove to French, uh, France and we made a stop in, in Geneva. And we met a woman, we have, haven't met her the last four years. And she came and said, oh, wow, cool that you're here. God spoke to me a day before. And she handed over an envelope, and in the envelope there were 6,000 euros. You know why I'm teaching you this? You're not the victim. 
you are not the tail. If people are against you, if people are not for you, position yourself and learn from the first apostles that God spread the arms, perform signs and miracles. It happens according to your faith, what you believe, it will happen. Don't be a victim. The kingdom of God is where he lives in you. Verse 31. After the prayed, the place where, where the meat was shaken. I love it. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit again. And they spoke the word of God boldly. It is my dream that pop music is drenched in the love of God. And as a worship leader and a musician in church, people from the world don't really take you seriously. It's not, they think the art in church is not really art at all. I was taught you have to choose either worship or, or radio, church or show business. Uh, when I released my second solo album five years ago, I was invited by a Swiss national radio station for a show. And during the interview, I was confronted with that I need to pick a strategy. Will I stand up for Jesus and church or will I just like dance around the hot topics and the questions? Should I take the risk of losing my dream or should I take the way of least resistance? I decided that I want to stand up for Jesus. I decided I don't want to be ashamed of Jesus. No matter the consequences, if it would serve me well or if it would ruin my reputation. And then what? For 10 years now, my songs are played on the radio in Switzerland. And the love of God is leaking into the world with a lot more potential. And God gave me a picture. He said, I'm like a drawbridge into the house of God. I help people across a ditch that separates them from Jesus, from church, but I don't have to be someone else. I don't have to, um, I don't have to do, I don't have to make any compromises because I know who I am and what my assignment is. I am a social worker and in social work to share your faith is rated as an unprofessional charity. It's hard to talk about faith at work because you're not allowed to. But one day a great man, an inspiring man said, he was a Pfarrer Ernst Sieber from Zurich. He said, if you don't have the chance to use words, to spread the love, you have to start acting. You have to start giving acts to people, show people of live, love, live, acceptance. That's what I, what I started. That's what I tried to do in the small. I gave away my morning coffees to students, to homeless people in Zurich. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you give uh, the coffee to but I want to live a life 
with an open heart. I want to lift the heart I want other peoples to have. So it's my responsibility to live acceptance and to live love. In four years as a social worker, I worked with teens. And after four years, they started asking me about my faith because they were interested in me, because I was interested in them, honestly. So I guess in the first step, even if it's hard to talk about faith, bringing out a message doesn't have to mean you have to speak, but you can do it in the second one. What I love about those testimonies is actually the position. I, I'm not behind a prison and I will not allow the devil to be quiet because when the Holy Spirit is in me, I cannot be quiet anymore because there's good news in me, there's forgiveness in me. I received healing in me. I have a family and everything. And I believe it's the best moment as a church if you're realizing you have a message, you have a story to tell. And God is using you as an ambassador wherever you are to spread the word of God. In closing, the point number two is be always focused on God. Have, have a clear mindset who is God. I want to close with a longer Bible verse because in the book of Acts you're always seeing signs and miracles took place and you see a big crowd of people following Christ. But in the other hand you're always seeing they, they were attacked they said to them, we will kill you, we will draw into your prisons because the devil is never quiet. Paul and Silas, they performed the miracle. In Acts chapter 16, verse 22 and 26, is actually a longer Bible verse. But here, you can learn some very cool nuggets for your own journey with God. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas. And the magistrates ordered them to strip and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard was carefully. When they received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. This is actually a nightmare. That's not good news, you know. They were in a position, not of freedom, not of joy, but now watch and learn what they did in that moment. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. The Bible says they were singing ICF songs. <laughs> Just kidding. They were singing songs to God. Songs to God is a statement God created the heaven and the earth. In the end of the day, God has the first and the last word. And if I'm afraid, I'm afraid of God because He is the Holy One. They start praising God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Everybody was able to hear it. They spread the word with singing. Praise and worship is always powerful. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake and the foundations of the prisons were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. And all of a sudden they were walked out and they were fearless for God. And that story was went over and people got saved and even the leader of the prisoner 
the Bible says the whole oikos, the whole family, the whole family got saved out of that miracle. And I believe from the bottom of my heart, it's the best, finest time as a church. Don't be behind a prison only because some people are laughing about you. Maybe you did some bad mistakes. It's a season where we say, God, I am bold and I don't have fear because the Spirit of God lives in me. What would happen? I have a question to you. I have a question to me, to the worship band, to everybody in our church. What would happen? Look, here's the thing. We invested so much money for this building. We raised over 5 million US dollars for this building. For the children's rooms, for everything. But now we moved into this building and now comes question. And, and now? And now? And now let's go back to the most important thing. And the most important thing as a church is let's win people for Christ let's spread the word of God to people that don't know Christ we are the messengers of Christ in a golf course in a plane in a train station the workplace at home let's spread the word what would happen if God is connecting you with one person who is really open for Christ you share the gospel you explain the gospel they receive the gospel you you you, you baptize them you treat they train them you teach them and a year later they're going out and doing the same thing I believe this is our calling I know when I preach about winning people often people say I don't like the topic and here's the thing somebody prayed for you somebody was on the knee for you maybe three years maybe ten years maybe you had such a hard heart maybe you were like a donkey but people have not given up they believe the Holy Spirit give a breakthrough fall down with your anointing and they prayed for until you received Christ and please don't take that for granted don't take that for granted they're heroes in the kingdom of God because they were super loud and they were not afraid I will trust your sovereignty when there is no clarity because I can't sit forever in my disappointment and pain. I'm going to stand and I'm going to sing again, sing again, sing again. Fear loves to limit you. Fear loves to keep you where you are. Fear wants you to do what you have always done and never do anything else. Fear wants to shackle your potential and fear always wants to limit you. But every everlasting change starts with the Word of God. The Word of God has a power in it like nothing else. Jesus, I'm afraid. Jesus, let's do it. And there are moments when you are in a ladder, when you are facing an area where you're super afraid. Pray, grab, hold, face, and please don't give up.